This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez? What do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only, 18 plus, rewards, registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. Welcome to the Ale and Vale therapy session. Um, it is Saturday the 4th of February, so it is still Saturday. It's nearly 8 o'clock, so emotions will still be raw on this pod. So if you don't want any dog shit, I'd turn off now, because there's going to be a bit of it on the pod. But then we will try and probably give a balanced view of where we're at and where we expect it to be at this stage of the season. But we are going to judge it on the 90 minutes. So if you don't like negative comments i'd probably turn off now because there's going to be some i'm joined by johnny and steve how are you doing lads yeah like like you've just said i think let, let's let's put something out there straight away that some of the comments that i'm definitely going to make are based on 90 minutes of football i i'm getting really frustrated with the whole he's shit we're shit attitude in terms of players after a bad performance now you i'm more than happy for you to say nine out of that 11 today were shit that's that i'm more than happy with that and then i'm happy for you to say the other two were absolutely shit so i've got no problem with that but what i'm not going to have is seeing people saying these players are wank they're not The, the players aren't wank they're going through a bad patch it's not pretty we're struggling with the strikers We've signed another one, and yes, he's got a he's got a little injury. It's a fucking dead leg. It's going to keep him out for a couple couple of weeks max. The, the the hurt. It's not like when your mate punches you in your arm and it stings for ten seconds. It's probably a knee to the thigh, and the, the it's just frustrating as hell. I've seen people now saying that he's injury prone. He's played forty games for the past four seasons, but now he's got one dead leg and he's injury prone. It, it's just. Oh, it's pissing me off massively and it's all to do with one performance today come after after 
a couple of bad performances at home as well. And but perspectives needed. We've had bad performances against Peterborough and Wickham. They were championship clubs two seasons ago, weren't they? Yes. So, Wickham definitely were. I'm not sure about Peterborough. Probably, yeah, probably. Peterborough have been up and down more, more times. Yeah, they have been up and down, yeah. Right. Wickham were in the championship the season behind closed doors, weren't they? Yeah. But yeah, but I don't think Wickham were that good. In fact, I go as far to say they're probably the worst side I think we've played in the top half for me. Yeah, yeah probably. They were there for the taking had we played anywhere near like we did for 70 minutes against Derby. Which, let's not forget, that was only a couple of weeks ago we played 70 minutes against Derby and were 1-0 up and battered them. But, Steve, yeah. there is, there's a few issues, isn't there, Steve? I mean, with last six games, four of them, we haven't scored a goal. Yeah, I... I don't know. I, first of all, I, I wanna, I'm going to disagree with Daryl Clark's post-match interview. He knows more than me, obviously, but I think he's wrong about this talk of there's a lack of character. It doesn't matter if you've got balls bigger than a sex-starved gorilla, as I've started saying. If you start a game with a team with, I think our forwards have scored three league goals or something between them, none of which are proper centre-forwards, you are going to struggle, no matter how big your balls are. And I think the big difference between the teams today was their, 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 their forwards and our forwards. Now, I looked... If in two weeks he's back, like Johnny says, and he scores us a few goals, happy days. We were, but we were awful today. But it's it's a case of separate that one performance or two performances from the 18 months some of these players have given us. You know, we've, we've got promoted. You know, I see on Twitter, oh, we're shit, we're going to go down. We're 11 points above the relegation zone. If we win on Tuesday against Accrington, we're up to 10th. You said to, you you offered me that at the start of the season. I'd have thought, fucking hell, that's a right touch. I'll snap your hand off and we'll start from there. You don't have to be the best team in the league one day and the worst team in the league in the league another. There's got to be some balance. And I think we, I don't know, I, praises and grumbling and Twitter and all that stuff. I get it. You come off a game, you feel you're angry and you're annoyed and you think we could have been better. We haven't got no forwards. It's all shit. But you do just have to sort of see a bit of a bigger picture somewhere. Yeah, and, and people people might say I'm a happy clapper, but I'm not very happy at the moment. No, with that being said, I didn't listen to praising when I've kept off social media because I generally do after a defeat because I know the doom and gloom is out. And I'll be honest, we lose Tuesday. I'm a little bit worried. I'm not going to sit here and say everything's rosy and you know we'll be absolutely fine. If we lose Tuesday, I'm a little bit worried. I still think we'll stay up. I'm not going to say, but if we lose Tuesday, I do think we're in danger of being sucked in. And if we get sucked in, we've got a battle on his hands. And like Clark, he said in his post-match, when confidence is low and momentum's against you, that's where you need to turn it round because that's when things do go against you. And we'll get on to some of the things that went against us today, such as the referee's performance. We'll get on to that. Um, let's start with the positives. Plenty's picked up man of the match again. He's played two down there. Another man of the match performance from him. I was, I've got their Twitter on, kind of, so I see all their tweets now. And at one point, he skipped past four players. You know, and the, the waxing lyrical about him. So, let's hope that when Plenty is back, which will be this season, listening at the fans forum, and he'll probably get a chance at the end of the season, 
it's not a relegation box. He won't get a chance then. Let's hope it's we're comfortable mid-table. We get a win Tuesday and everyone feels a little bit better about the world. Before we get into the game, I've got one for you, Pear. Do you think some of our fans would be happier in a, in a perverse way for us to get dragged into relegation zone so they could all say, I told you so, we don't need a director of football, managers paid too much. Do you think there's a bit of that? Do you think some of them will, nev- will never be happy and whatever they achieve, it won't be enough? In a, and they just want to say, I told you, I've been right all along. Do you think there's any, there's any truth in that? I don't think there's truth in that. I just think it does feel like that was with, with some posts you see that there is a uh, that I told you so sort of attitude about it. And yeah, it, I suppose some of them have been proven right before. There was a lot of positivity, last promotion, and then we saw how that ended up with, with Norm. And there was a lot of people then saying how bad he was and people were just oblivious to it. And I think some people are oblivious to it because they just want to enjoy the football and like whatever happens, happens. It, it It's a difficult one. And we all care for the club and we all want the club to succeed. But on the flip side as well, rumours are dangerous. And I, I just don't, I, I don't know how much they they help or hinder sometimes. Yeah, I agree. And the problem we've had, as I said to you before we come on, Johnny, is that there's been a lot of negative rumours come out of the club in the past week, two weeks. And then a performance like that just adds fire to them. And we went today, people forget about the rumours, but we didn't. So now it just adds fire to the rumours that this is wrong, that's wrong, the other's wrong. Yeah. The truth is, no one knows what's right and what's wrong behind the scenes, bar the people that are there. And Thursday, yeah. they give me an air of confidence about him. Doesn't mean perhaps they're very good poker players, I don't know. But Thursday, I got an air of confidence around him. Do I think the club's cash rich? No, I don't. Has Vale ever been cash rich? No, it hasn't. I don't know. We've got cutters cloth accordingly, haven't we? And I, I do think there's a little bit of that, but we'll see. We'll see. Right. Let's have a look at the stats. Um. I'll have to find him first. <laughs> so we finished Vale nil, Wickham three, as we know. Wickham took the lead after 13 minutes. I didn't realise it was that early. I thought it was later than that. 13 minutes through Brandon Hanlon. Then the second come on the 79th minute through a Joe Jacobson penalty. And the third was Gareth McCleary after 82. So I said to you before the pod started, Johnny, I thought we'd had a decent first 20 minutes and then the goal kind of killed us. I take that back. We had a first decent 13 minutes. And the goal killed us. But I do think for 13 minutes, we played well today. But you can't play well for 13 minutes. Um, stats, and these are quite damning, to be fair. Possession, 52, Vale, 48, Wickham. So we did have more of the ball. Total shots, 12, Vale, 13, Wickham. So fairly even there. The damning stats, no shots on target from the Vale, four for Wickham. So we haven't hit the target once in 90 minutes, which against a side like that is very disappointing. And... Yeah, we've said a bit about where we are as a club and where we're going. This is on the 90 minutes now, and this is where the dog shits come out. Because no shots on target over 90 minutes. We all laughed at crew on Boxing Day when they didn't have a shot on target against Stockport. Now we're the laughing stock after today. Um, Clear-cut chances, none apiece. And corners, five for the Vale, seven for Wickham. Um, I'm not not buying that they had a penalty. True. Yeah, true. That's Um, Scar's stats. 
And Mal Benning's, Mal Benning's effort in the first half was fucking as clear-cut as you can get. We'll come on to Mal Benning when we get to him because uh, I've got... I'm losing my shit with him. I am losing my shit with him. Um, And that's why I said before transfer deadline day, and I know you said it's on the pod after transfer deadline, Johnny, I said, for me, the most crucial signings are right wing back, and I stand by that, and I know you said it after transfer deadline day. Left wing back. Yes, left wing back. That's what yeah, I meant. Yeah, sorry, left sorry, wing back. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, and no, correct me. And I like Mal Benning as a rule, but he is really getting to me at the moment. Um, he, he probably should be on about six goals this and since Christmas, but uh, he hasn't got any. Um, right, that's the stats then. Shall we do ref watch first? Get that out of the way with. Yeah, let's get it out of the way with. The only thing he got right was the penalty decision. Everything else he was shit that done. Correct. Absolute dog shit. And after 20 minutes of today's game, I turned to me dad and I said to him, if he gets the slightest opportunity to give a penalty against us today, he's 100% giving it. And my dad says, I don't know if he'd have the bottle. Well, yes, it was a penalty. Let's get that out of the way. I didn't think it was in the ground. That's the only thing I've seen a replay of. And it was a penalty. He got that right. Probably isn't a penalty two, three years ago, but then they changed the law on where your hand is and there's no attempt for Donnelly to handball it, but his arm's in an unnatural position to take it. So, yeah, it's a penalty. But I'm sure if you watch that replay back, you can see the second he takes his arm, the ref get an erection because he couldn't wait to give that penalty. He got that excited about it. And that is the only decision he got right all day. Absolutely fucking atrocious. Um, there was the one where the Wickham player's gone down with his hamstring, which last time I checked, that was nowhere near your head. It's not an head injury. Wickham are on the ball and have the opportunity to put the ball out to play. They carry on playing. The second we get the ball, he blows and stops the game. Now, when did the laws of the games change to say you stop it for an hamstring injury? Because I can't remember that. And what frustrated me the most is he goes off the pitch. Their substitute is fully tracksuited at that point and not ready to come on the pitch. So you carry on playing. It's not our fault that the substitute isn't ready. You carry on playing that game of football. He stops us from playing for about 60 seconds while their sub decides to get stripped off and get his shin pads on and get ready. That's completely against the laws of the game. You start playing football and then next time the ball goes out, if he's ready, he can come on then. If he isn't ready still, the match carries on. You don't stop the game while the substitute gets himself ready. So it yeah, gave no. them an advantage there. The only, the only, the only difference there is you've got is a goalkeeper, isn't it? That's, yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah, that's yeah. the only difference. But yeah, like as a rule, you don't see that happen. You've seen yeah. loads of times a player's gone down injured, they're not ready, so it's like right next time, next break in play, you can come on. Yeah, but he stopped the game for him. I don't know if he fancies kind of things with, which if he does, fair play to him. He's a good-looking bloke, but he I've really seen... tried getting his arse today. He might have seen Amos's yeah. picture. He might have done yeah, that. Yeah. He looked, he looked, yeah, he looked well today, Gareth. Didn't he? That that attire today, you know, those and the way he brought the ball down with his winkle picker shoes on. Yeah, like, it's oh, lovely. You know, same going over to the paddock at the end. That was lovely. Let me carry on on the ref then, because he also frustrated <laughs> me in other parts of the game. Ball goes out for a veil throw, and in the second half, Aaron Donnelly picks it up, goes to take a quick throw, and he stops him. Stops him and then let him take it from exactly the same position he was at. The only reason he stopped him taking that throw in is because we got a chance for a break. Because he hasn't moved him back or anything. It's a veil throw in. He's gone out for a veil throw and he stops us taking a quick throw in. What the hell is that about? 
completely wrong. And the other one that got me, and those that sit around me in the paddock will know I lost my shit at the start of the second half because I'm watching Smithy and Vokes, and Vokes swings at Smithy and completely clap. He kicks him, completely kicks him, probably around knee height, maybe back of the calf that way, but it's a proper swing. It's not even just a touch. He swung his leg and classic Smithy. The liner flags. Gives Vale the free kick. So the liner has seen violent conduct in front of his eyes. And this is at 1-0. The liner sees violent conduct. He tells the referee, Sam Vokes has just kicked the shit out of Nathan Smith. And he books him. When's violent conduct been a yellow card? Because it's been a red card since I was three. That's not the game gone soft and that's never been a red. That's been a red all my life. And he gives him a yellow card for it. Completely. Worst referee performance I've seen all season. I, I was I was out I was outside at that point uh, queuing in the fan zone get some food because we couldn't organise piss up in the brewery inside the ground. So, but yeah, I was the only one around me that saw it. And I think people wondered why I was up, but the second I saw it, I got up to my feet and I was screaming, "He's got go!" And then the liner flag, so the liner scenes, I'm like, he's, "He's off." There's no other outcome here. He's off, and he gives him a yellow card and gives him a little pat on the back. You yeah. can see as clear as day from where I was sitting exactly exactly what happened is what you said. If, if this podcast was um, was visual, like some of the Spotify ones, see Bezzer wave his arms around like he's doing seven four. It's quite it's quite it's quite impressive. But yeah, that that was a terrible terrible decision, and I thought it was a penalty straight away. We just didn't seem. You know, when you're in a bad patch and nothing goes for you, whether you're at the post and it trickles the other side, it seemed to be like that with the ref today. Every little decision went against us on a time when we could have done with a bit of help from the ref. Yeah, there was one, and I think it it was first off because we were attacking the Ameland. Funzo Ojo, someone slides on Funzo Ojo and the ref gives them a free kick. Yeah, Funzo got his shot away, didn't he? Yeah, Yeah. and he gives them a free kick for it. Yeah, and then don't, don't just the one you'll know better than us, Steve. Come back to you in a minute, Johnny, on that point. Yeah. Over by Lawn Street, where Jamie Proctor is behind their player down near the oh, corner flag, it looks don't. like he was nowhere near him. But what got me with that one is Jamie Proctor is our side, the paddock side of the player. Then you've got the player, and then you've got the linesman. Somehow the liner saw through the player to see that Jamie Proctor had done something because I don't see how we can give anything. It's the referee's side and the liner flags because their lad falls over. That was, you know, when there's a lot of soft free kicks, you think, oh, defenders done well then in a free kick. Proctor was so, so careful not to give the ref an excuse. He did, he, he went out of his way not to give them an excuse to give that. He kept, there was daylight between him and that player. He fell over. And they shit out because they didn't want Proctor to run on if he was capable of running that far and, and be through on goal. That was of all the decisions, the two which stand out for me are the kick on Smith from Vokes and that. I know it's only I know it's only a soft free kick on the edge of their penalty area, but it's a momentum killer when we needed to get going. And they I know you know I like Gareth Ainsworth. He's a handsome man. I love his hair, but his his, his team are good at shit housing. Yeah, they are. You know, they go down when they need to. They roll around. His subs are, his subs are cute, you know. He, he dra- they, drag, they drag everything out. And the referee, instead of stopping them shithousing, he helped them. Yeah. And we, we aren't playing well enough for things like that to go against us. No, I agree. Johnny, you were going to make a point. 
Yeah, the second half, the the, the corner as well, where literally like he, the, their lad walked over to it and he just stood on the edge of the area looking as if to say, carry on, it's fine, carry yeah. on. And then it took about two and a half minutes for him to get to the corner and the ref hadn't even said anything at that point. And it's like, that sort of thing needs stomping out now. And like it should should just be a booking. The best referee we we had that did that was on Jonesy one this season. Yeah, Derby away. Uh, yeah, Alice, I think it was. Yeah, straight away just book him, and then then it cuts that out. You some some teams. I remember Real Madrid in the Champions League before when I think was it Ramos got his second yellow, which meant he lost, he missed the last group game, and then. Yeah. Someone else did, did the same thing, and I think about three of them got booked for time wasting because they were through, um, yeah. and it meant that they got the ban so that they were clean for um, the the knockout stages. Basically, like yeah. I get that some teams will do stuff like that, but I can't imagine there's many teams in our league that are gonna gonna risk three, four, five bookings at one nil for, for for time wasting. So he just stomped that out straight away. It. Yeah. And we didn't lose because of the refs today. No, I agree. But he is the worst ref I've seen. Yes, it, 100% is the worst ref. We didn't lose because of him today. We were hindered by him. But we lost because we, we were shit today. Yeah, and, and the, the I, reason I, we were hindered by him, because this is my last point on the ref, is that as soon as they went 1-0 up, in fact, before they went 1-0 up, you couldn't build momentum because every time a player fell over, he was blowing and it was literally stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, because he wanted to blow for everything. And he wanted to be centre of attention. And when he booked a player, it took him about two minutes to write a number in his notebook, and he wouldn't let you play football. Yeah, it, 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 he, was, he was a frustrating one. I, I, I have to say, after, after the first five or so minutes, though, I did say, oh, he looks like a decent ref, because he was playing advantages. He was giving it a couple of minutes to, to tick over. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but he just changed, and it was it, it was frustrating. But like Steve, you've just said about Ainsworth and the, the Wickham being cute and, and stuff like that. Goodwin made a point to me at the fans forum on on Thursday. Tom Conlon mentioned about the players being nice off the pitch, but be, being horrible on the pitch. We're not horrible on the pitch. We're soft as shit. Mm-hmm. And today, today for me, showed that because the minute... Well, do you know, during the first half, Smithy and Jonesy kind of went down on the edge of our area. The ref could give us a free kick. And there was a chance for a flashpoint there of a bit of handbags, a bit of argy-bargy. Nothing serious, but, you know, a bit of something. And we just got up, took it, and was like, right, OK, sound, let's play on disrupt the game there, get in their heads, see if you can get a reaction from Vokes or, or anyone at that point, see what it's about. But we just don't. We get on with it. We're, we want to we wanna play football. And I know, Bez, you don't really like it. And I get it. But there's a time and a place for it. And you're going to get caught out more times than not by not not doing it. No, I agree. I don't like it. But it's modern football. And if you don't do it, you're at a disadvantage to everyone else. Yeah, that's where I sit as well. I detest it, but you've got to do it. So mm. unless they start stamping out on it, then you've got to do yeah. it. Otherwise, you're going to cost you. And yeah. 
and they need to start, start stamping out. I mean, their goalie, when he went down pretending to be injured, when oh, he dropped the ball, hadn't he? He got up, jumped on it, and then pretended to be injured. And it's like, well, if you were that injured, you wouldn't have got up to recover the ball. Yeah. The, yeah. It's, there, like I say, the, the, there was, that's, the level of Wickham's is, is too much for me. Yeah, and but, that's why, last night, I said to you, lot, I love Gareth Ainsworth as a player, but I don't want him as a manager in the future because of that. Yeah, I can see that, but uh, I suppose, like I said, it, it, if it's if you're winning, do you notice it as much? I don't know. Mm, probably like, not. Yeah, and same reason but, I don't like the Cowboys and never want the Cowboys at Vale. But hey, yeah. uh, let's move on and let's get some dog shit in here. Um, <laughs> Johnny, before the game, your message was when you saw the lineup: cast out is a shame based on form, but if it's tactical, then you can understand. Not a fan of the front three, but needs must. Stronger bench, which is pleasing. Will that one come back by on the arse, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What, is, what comments I make every week seems to, so. Yeah. Um, Cass out, if it's tactical, I don't understand. He's been one of the, our best re- players the re- in the last two games. He has, but they've got, they've got Vokes up front. And if you're playing Donnelly... You've got to get Jones in there because you, you you don't want Vokes going and playing on Donnelly or Cats. You kind of want to be able to control right. He's going to go over Donnelly, so someone could go and follow him. I've heard. I think the radio said Cats have got a slight calf strain, right? So missed out through injury, not tactic. So completely different. But yeah, I'd, yeah. It's frustrating because we, well, I've definitely been saying on here that Cass or Forrester now needs a run of games where they're playing week in, week out. Cass has had two very good games and then he's out again. So for me, if he's out, I want Will Forrester on the pitch. And I know he hasn't covered himself in glory coming on off the bench, but he is a good player. We've seen he's a good player. And Smith is not a right centre-half. Yeah. First goal proves that. Yeah, and like I said, go on. I, I, I get I get the reasoning behind it. Do you know what I mean? Like Smith, Smith, go and pick pick up Vokes. Me personally, like I I would have been happier for Smith be in the middle and say to Smith, right, you go and follow Vokes where he goes. If he goes for a piss, you go for a piss with him, and then the other two either side of him then be pretty much a back two not a back five uh, back three but they pick up everyone else smithy knows his job so if folks goes over to the left smith goes over to the left goes over to the right he smith does and do it that way but yeah it's yeah it, it tactically today was frustrating clark is shouldered a bit of that blame saying that he's at the stand, the front of the queue to, to, to question and have a look and review and stuff like that, which is obviously great. You you want your manager admitting when he's made a cock up. You, you don't want him pushing all the blame on, on the players when, yes, they didn't perform, but were they hindered? You don't know. I suppose fitness dictates that, doesn't it? Yeah, and while you're on clock, then we'll come to you, Steve. A rating overall, and you've got sort of obviously think of the subs in that as well. Yeah, you've got to, and I, I, I think it's. I think this game, and I don't you let you let you to agree or disagree. I, I think Wickham was worse than Peterborough away. It was worse than Exeter and Oxford away for me. I, think, I feel that way. Yes, 
So I, I, the, the Clark rating for me is a three. I think it was poor. I think the 11 did well for, for the first 10 minutes. And for five minutes after the gate goal, we, we created a couple of bits and bobs and we, we, we looked all right. We looked good when Conlon come on for five minutes and then that seemed to go to pot the next time we made the, the group of subs. And it, it just... I think some, something isn't right. That's, that's the big thing. And I don't believe that it's as, as, as deep and as deaverish as some people are making out in terms of everyone's unhappy, every, like, we're skinned, every, like, the whole place is on fire and burning to the ground. But I also think that since, was it, since the Plymouth game back in December, did, did Andy say something like, we'd, we'd won two out of the games and, like, barring Forest Green, we'd scored, like, two goals or something daft like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was the Akron, not the Akron, the Morecambe went on Boxing Day and the Forest Green went New Year's yeah. Day. So, yeah, we scored, we scored four goals and then the one against the last week. Yeah, it's just, there's there's some there's something wrong. It's four it's the three four three that's wrong, but it's it's solve it's solving that in terms of how far away is Alex, how far away is Willow, how far away is Taylor, how far away is Proctor from ninety minutes. What is what is Mipo? Can Massey can Massey play up front? There's 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 loads more questions than answers at the minute, and I I get it. I, I get it's easy to point fingers and flickers will get a lot of the blame, and rightly so in some positions. Um, but I don't know. I just think we get the players on the pitch that we know the good players, but can we now hold out and? say in six months time well Willow's worth the wage for the 18 games I, I really don't know and I'd be looking at Alice and Proctor in the, in the same in the same conversation as well yeah that's all fair Steve yeah um, firstly didn't Daryl Clark say a couple of weeks ago this is on me with my team selection there's only so many times you can get away with saying it's not the player's fault, it's mine, which is laudable in many ways, but it's a just a diversionary tactic, isn't it? On um Jamie Proctor, how many times has he been on the bench? How many for the how many how many games, sorry, has he been on fit for to play, would you say? Is it has he been on the bench for the last four games or three? I got three in my head. Three. So three and come on in the last two, hasn't he? Yeah, he's come on in yeah. two and didn't come on on his first one back, did he? Yeah. So today, would we have been better starting with Proctor up front, getting sixty minutes out of him, and then pulling him off, than having to, having to chuck him on in a game we don't we didn't really like scoring in? So doing it the other way around, having a focal point at the top, trying to get on top of the game, trying to get in front ourselves, because when Proctor came on, he was playing other people in. And did it that way, or are we likely to see Daryl Clark thinking, Do you know what? Wickham is a tougher game than Accrington. Proctor could start against Accrington, so I will leave him on the bench today. Is there any merit in that, do you think? If if he starts against Accrington, 100% agree with you. If he doesn't, then I don't know what the answer is to it. But yeah, Clark's, Clark's got previous for this, hasn't he? So we we know we know that he's got previous for 
picking a team based on the next game rather than this one in terms of let's one's more winnable than the other. We've seen it a couple of times, haven't we? So yeah. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. Do you? I 100% would be starting him against Accrington. Yeah, I, I I only have a problem with it, Steve, if we don't beat Accrington. And that's, yeah. you know, football's a funny old game, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you look at it and go, you could play a weekend team against X and go and beat them 3-0. And then you've got a question, you've got you've got questions, but it's, it's all about the next game, isn't it? You, you, with, with football, you're only as good as your last one. So at the minute, we know that we're we're not the best. Um, and we need to stop that rot pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I would start him against Accrington 100%, even if it's a case of you can only get 45 minutes out of him. Start him. Let's get that 45 minutes out of him. Let's, as you say, get a strong hold in the game and hopefully get him front, what have you, especially with Accrington having, you know, injuries and red cards today and that the game be even weaker. So, yeah, 100% start him. And, Everybody knows I love Jamie Proctor, but I've never gone as far as pulling him off. And after 60 minutes, Steve, you've taken it to another level there. Um, Johnny, let's get it. I wasn't getting drawn in to your <laughs> innuendos. <laughs> I mean, I'm not getting drawn into it. I'm not, my, rep, my reputation is an upstanding member of the community. He's got his nose diving by people accusing me of all sorts of things on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll hold you responsible for it. <laughs> I've started a campaign. Right, let's get into Another the side. Campaign. Another one, huh? Let's get into it, Johnny. In goal, Jack Stevens. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, when do we play all Oxford? Because I want to see Stone back in goal. Um... Not for a while yet, I don't think. Um, uh, Jack's performance was summed up by that kick in the second half, which somehow Warrell got a free kick for. I, I don't know what that was for. But he he went to launch it down the pitch to start a counter-attack. He sliced it and put it out for a throw-in almost. Yeah. He's just... He don't fill you with confidence at all, does he? 10th like, or 8th for Oxford, by the way. Ah, oh, it's miles away. Yeah. He just doesn't fill me with confidence. I, honestly, I, I think, like, the last two games, he's produced two, he's produced two moments of magic. And, and, you, and I thought, there's a keeper in here. Like, we've got this. He's made an half-decent save today after flapping at the corner and falling over, and then they they poked it towards goal and he made, a, made an half-decent save and recovered well. But... Can he do better for the goals? I think for the first one, I felt he was a bit static on his line. Like I probably need to see it back, but I don't. I don't feel like he was coming out and helping out the the defenders that all decided to do something stupid during that move. Um, and yeah, the penalty. Obviously, at the side, so I can't see. Can't see what he looked like, but. The penalty went. He went the right way, and he just looked like he made himself smaller. He looked like he tucked his hands in. Um, he did a full. But, did a yeah, full, I thought that he went full Thomas Hurley then, didn't he? Doing that, I haven't he, seen it back. I thought he dived after the ball had hit the back of the net. Well, he, 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 either or, really, does that, that. That's just as bad, isn't it? But it, 
when 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 I when I watched it, I, I just thought, like I say, I haven't seen it back, but when I saw it in the ground, I just thought he went the right way, and yet he he felt like he was nowhere near it, and it didn't feel like it was a brilliant penalty. Now Jacobson's a quality set piece taker yeah. at three hundred and five because he is ancient, but he's a quality set piece taker, so I'd back him to score. But also, if you're going the right way, I, I know my keeper was a bit closer. Could be being harsh, could see it back and go, you know what? He's, he's got a fingertip to that. That's that's a good penalty. But based on what I've seen, I, I, I think he should be doing better. Um, so I got the impression it was one of them. He waited to see which way the ball was going, then dived, which sometimes works if it's a really poor penalty. But I think nine times out of ten, I'd rather my goalie pick a side and just go for it. Yeah, I I would. I think like you you've got you should should do a bit of homework anyway. Like I say, Joe Jacobson's taken penalties and free kicks and whatnot for Wickham for the twenty years that he's been a player there for. So it wouldn't be a surprise to say right if we got a penalty, Joe Jacobson's gonna take it. Like so, we should be looking at the stats and stuff like that. It's 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 now common, isn't it? So. Yeah, it just—it was just a frustrating day at the office, and for me, Stevens gets a four because I think he had a part to play in the first, as I said. But he just—he's frustrated with his kicking and his distribution today. Yeah, it probably stood out a bit more when you see their goalie kicking virtually the length of the pitch as well. Steve, well, yeah, that's well. I'm going to disagree with you on Stevens for a couple of reasons. Uh, start with their keeper. He was, was really good with his feet, much better than Stevens. The first goal, Stevens wasn't slow off his line for me because it looked for all the world as though Dan Jones had got that covered. Jones gets backs across and he looks like he should be holding him up or clearing it. The ball rolls through Dan Jones's legs. Once it goes through Jones's legs, Stevens is got to come off his line and he is too late then so it, it looks as though he was slow off his line but I don't think in that case he was thought his kicking was shite but some of the back passes he got he got one off Smithy today you look at the penalty area in the bycars it's pitted it's bouncing everywhere and Smithy hit him one back on the off volley and he kicked that out as well but they shouldn't be doing that they've got to take they've got to look at the pitch and think I can't be knocking it back there um <laughs> The save he made. Just, he just devil's advocate on that one. Sorry? Devil's advocate on that one that you just about said about Smithy. It is shite, Smithy do it. If he's asking for it, though, should should you should you play him? Yeah, if he's asking for it, but I don't know whether he was or not, to be honest. I can't no, I'm, say I'm, that. I'm, yeah, just, like, obviously, we don't know the ins and outs, do we, of it? Because you can't hear him. No. I, I do think it was a weird pass by Smithy, that. And and not it's not his only one of the game, but yeah, I get I get that point. I I wouldn't mark him down for that kick either. It was a swing with his left foot, and I would have much preferred Jonesy or Smithy to do that. Yeah, yeah. And my, Jack Stevens wasn't good. He's sometimes flappy at crosses, isn't he? And he drops it. And he did make a save, but I don't really see him to be at fault for any of the goals. A penalty is a penalty. They, they should be scored. He did make himself look smaller. That's the first thing we... I know we were sitting, obviously, the other side of the ground in Lawn Street, but he did look like a dwarf <laughs> when they ran up. To, you know, the, the, the penalty taker is going to be inspired with confidence because he looks so small. 
I just don't, I think we had a lot of problems today and I don't necessarily think that Stevens was part of it. Yeah. Mm. I'm kind of between you both on that. I am going to get splinters for sitting on the fence because I think there was probably 10 worse players than him. I think of anyone. <laughs> but I thought he was shot as well. Yeah, I think that sums it up, really. There was 10 worse players than him. And he was, he was still pretty bad himself. I think you've, maybe I'm being harsh there. Maybe eight worse players than him. But yeah, let's let's move on. Steve, come to you first. Right to the back three today was Smudgy. Uh, well, let's talk about the first goal, which Smudgy's also got previous for. But well, it was it was a bad pass which started it all started it all going. Um, apart from that, I thought he was the best of the back three. To be honest. Um, he was not great. If I was giving him a block, I'd give him a five. Um, I would have liked to have seen him follow folks around, definitely. I think that was the matchup that we wanted, but we didn't get. Smithy is always going to be Luca Ware's player when there was a space, there was a phase when teams would always seem to be happy to let Smithy have the ball. And we seem to have gone full circle to that again today. And sometimes Nathan isn't the best on the ball and and that's always been that way. He's obviously improved. But I thought he was, he was, it wasn't a good Smithy performance, but you've said there were 10 worst players in Smithy. I think there's probably eight, sorry, 10 worst players in Stevens. I think there's probably eight or nine worse than Smithy as well. Johnny? If I speak, I'm in trouble. That's all I'm going to say. Because you know that I get palters for not having the Smithy loving from certain people. But Steve, you've hit the nail on the head. He, he he caused the he caused the first one. He wasn't the sole culprit, but he caused the first goal. He's not a right centre half. He's a centre of the three or or nothing for me. Like yeah, not or nothing or not or nothing. That's harsh because if playing a back four is a completely different story. Based on the three that we play, he's a centre of a back three or nothing. It, it, it's frustrating. He, had a, he didn't have an handle on Vokes all day, really. Vokes bullied him a little bit, which happened at Wickham away as well, if you remember, Bez. Mm. Vokes got the better of him a couple of times there. It's, it's just, yeah, it, it, it was an hard one for Smudger today. He, he's always he's always effort. He's always putting everything in. You can never you can never throw that, that at him. He, he'll do everything he needs to for the team. Some of the overlapping runs with Warrell in the first half were really good, and he put in a couple of actually half decent crosses. Um, it we, we won a couple of corners from it and stuff like that. So there were some promising signs as well from him, but he was part of a defence that conceded three goals. He was thirty three percent at fault for the first. So. He's he, got to take a bit of a whack, but like you said, Steve, I think it's fair five. Yeah, yeah. I'm moving on, Johnny. Middle of the back three was Dan Jones. Have you not got any opinion on Smudger, mate? Uh, big at fault for the first goal. Don't want to see him right at the back three when you've got Will Forrester on the bench who can carry the ball forward and can play football. Let's get him on. Smudger should be one of the first names on the team sheet, totally. But he should be one of the first names on the team. She's at the middle of the back three. I don't want to see him right at the back three again. Sound. Probably uh, 
thinking back, he probably has had a worse performance this season, but I'm struggling to think of it. Maybe Peterborough away. Peterborough away. Oxford, yeah. But yeah, it's it's definitely one of his worst performances of the season. Which is a a positive when it's not... Like, you know, we've had some bad performances from individuals this season, and Smith is still in and around the five area for for me. So... And I think you two will be kind at five. Yeah, possibly. Going back to to what you've just said, what you can say about Smithy is, we'll get on to Malbenning, which will be a joy. Well, when Malbenning has a bad game, he can go down to a two. And whatever happens with Smithy, he doesn't ever dip that low. You know, I I, I stick by five, you know. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I I do think Sam Vokes got the better of him today. And that's not, you know, Sam Vokes is a championship striker. Okay, he's a championship striker coming towards the end of his career and perhaps has lost that bit of pace or something, but you gain a bit more upstairs at that age. Yeah, you don't need pace in that team. No, no. So he hasn't been done, you know, he hasn't been done by a poor striker. He's been done by a very good striker today. But on the flip side, Sam Vokes shouldn't have been on the pitch after the 48th minute. And at that time, it's a different game then. Yeah, but that's not Smithy's fault, is no, it? No, that's not Smithy's he, fault. I'm he, not blaming Smithy. Yeah, he's wound him up. And, you know, we tried getting him sent off for a second yellow later on, which I missed. I just saw Smithy on the ground on that one. Yeah. So, so I missed that one. So, yeah, middle of the back three, Johnny, was Dan Jones. Uh, first goal, uh, disgraceful getting megged on, on the edge of your own area like that. You, you He needs to be stronger. Um. He just we've seen him in the middle of that back three quite a few times and he's looked good. Today he just looked a bit lost, I thought. Like I don't know if the consistently dragging and moving and switching and changing's hurting a few players, but he just seemed a bit lost. Could be just a bad game. It could be that whatever kept him out at Cheltenham's hurting and he's just playing through the pain barrier to try and Try and help us a bit more. I don't know. He just, yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't a Dan Jones performance. I can't remember a pass he made. He always tries at least one crossfield pass a game, and I can't remember one. So it's just, it wasn't. It, it wasn't spectacular, was it, by Jonesy? And something, something needs to be sorted to balance that back three out properly, realistically, and. I don't know what that is. Um, but yeah, I think four for Jonesy. I thought he was slightly worse than Smithy. Fair enough. Steve? Yeah, I'd agree pretty much word for word for that. That first goal, he does the all part. The lad's on goal, he gets back on what he was doing to just just let the lad... Well, maybe he was a bit unlucky, but the lad just made him. He made him look a bit of a dick there, to be fair, didn't he? And then, it, then he tucked it away. His passing wasn't good. He didn't his positional play, which he's been sound all through since he's come back, was a bit lax today. He seemed to be everything seemed to be sort of a last ditch tackle to clear it or a last ditch putting my foot through to get rid of it. I thought positionally, like that was his worst performance um this season. And something didn't seem right with, with him today. It was a hard game for him and I think he probably misses Connor Hall on his left to be when he's playing centre because Hall's a big physical unit and he will take some of the physical side of the game away. 
Donnelly's not that. He's a young lad. And whether Jones has got that on his mind as well, I don't know. But I didn't think Jones was good today. I thought, I think, I think four is what is, is fair, Johnny. Again, I saw it slightly different. I thought there was times where Jones, he saved us. I remember one last-ditch block he made in the box. Um, and I remember that one where he sprinted down to the corner flag. One, he kept hold of the ball, got it away. There was one in front of Lawn Street where he turned his man, managed to get away and got it away. I thought Jonesy was the best of the back three today. Yeah. And I don't think he was great. At fault for at 33% fault for the first goal with you. But I'm marking him down as much as I'm marking Smithy down. I thought Jonesy actually defended better than Smithy today. And Fair enough. I thought it'd become obvious yeah. when he went off and you saw how the defence just collapsed when Jonesy went off. And to be honest, I haven't really got a man of the match today. I can't think of one. If I, you forced me, I'd have actually gone Dan Jones. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, I saw that difference today. Um, and then left of the back three, making his veil part debut. And it's you first, Steve, was Aaron Donnelly. He had a bit of a shit, didn't he, to be fair. He was was he lucky for the penalty? He probably was, but you know, he got done all and he, I'm just just correct me if I'm wrong, but he got done all, all ends up for the third goal. He looked like a player who come out of the youth team and had the shock of his life going up against a big physical direct side. And I think he struggled. That's about all I've got to say. Mm. Johnny. Yeah, he he had an hand in all three goals today, didn't he? The, yeah, the first Let, one, literally with the second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no pun intended there. So I'll take that one. It's usually you with the dad jokes. <laughs> but yeah, like the first goal, I thought he, he he was slow to react on the halfway line when the ball was played. Jonesy was playing everyone on side because he was five yards deeper than the rest of them. But I think he was slow to he was slow to react and then when he got near the man he didn't get around him to cover and i think that's i think that's criminal like when jones is coming across his his, his first thought should be get around your man get get goal side of him just in case jones doesn't win it and i know like it sounds quite negative thinking oh your mate's not going to win it but You've got to protect yourself from going 1-0 down inside 10 minutes. Um, the second one, good header. He's just, his arm's in an unnatural position. Um, so, it, when it, when he's heading onto his hand, most refs are going to give that, if not all of them, especially that one today. So, yeah. And then the third goal... I do like like you said, he, he comes across, so he's on an he's on his unnatural side, but he then gets tangled and knocks. I think he ends up in the Wall Street car park. The lad sends him. So unfortunate day. Bad after bad after last week after the last one, um, because he was very he was he was very good against um, he was very good against Cheltenham. So yeah, it's unfortunate three for me, just yeah. just because he's a young lad and I feel a bit sorry for him. Is it fair to say he wasn't up against anything at Cheltenham, which allowed him to settle into the team a bit better? And as a game, I I just think, like I said before, I reiterate, I think he just had a big shock today. Yeah. Don't think I don't don't think he expected it. Well, he maybe was told what would happen, but I think you're fucking hell. 
this yeah. is this is this is men's league one football. This is Cheltenham. He definitely got an easy ride, but don't get me wrong. Everything he did at Cheltenham was very very yeah. good. He read the game while he won his head as well. So I'm not taking anything away from the Cheltenham performance because he was very very good. But I think today was probably a massive learning curve for him stepping into men's football, and today will have done him more good than Cheltenham did because yeah, he'll, he'll learn will. a lot today. And yeah, he will. I'm sure he'll come back stronger for today. I'm really am. Yeah, I'm not writing him off at all. No, no, me. He just had a poor game, didn't he? Yeah, and I'm with you both on the performance today. The one positive I will say for him, he put a lovely ball in in the second half, didn't he? From Paddock's side, he floated the ball and he edged it. Garrity got on the end of it and headed over. Yeah. Great ball. But apart from that, yeah, pretty poor. Um, It is you first, Johnny, now. Yeah. And yeah. right to the midfield was was it? It wasn't a vintage Dave Warrell performance, was it? Um, but again, Warrell's only as good as the amount of times you get the ball to him, and we didn't we didn't get it out to him very often. Um, it started positive, but it he become a right back very quickly, and I think everything just died died a little bit of death with him. So probably best get him over to the fire and rest rest him up a little bit for Tuesday. But yeah, it's a five out of ten for Worrell. It was he he always tries, he's always he's, he's always in and amongst his entity, but it was just yeah, one of them days. Yeah. Steve. Well, got up and down. Um his positional play was was decent. But there was just no end product. But I don't. I, I'm with you again, Johnny, on this. I don't think if you're not getting him, in, if you're not getting him any decent ball to work, or any left hand, or any people on the, or any person playing on the wing, which Mal Benning had a lot in the first half, was didn't get that type of series. So he, he was going to be quiet, but he doesn't let you down. But I think taking him off was the right decision, it? because we need him for Tuesday. With you both, I think I don't think Waddle did anything particularly wrong today. No, but as, no, as you both said, no one got the ball to him. The slight criticism I would have, but again, I think it's probably tactical and maybe even to do with Smithy playing right to the back three, as I thought Waddle was very deep today. And Johnny, you've said it a few times, you want to see him further up the pitch. Today was very deep for me. First yeah. 10 minutes or so we got forward after that, very, very deep. And I don't know why, but again, I don't think Waddle's actually put a foot wrong today. But he hasn't shone either. And I'd probably no. give Waddle a six because I think he didn't do anything wrong. But, you know, when he, he did what you expected, Dave Waddle, he was up and down, put a couple of good balls in the box with so, their fullback. Yeah, so the reason he gets marked down slightly for me was there was there was a point in the second half where they, they were attacking down that and he was just jogging back. And... Luckily, we we defended it well. I think Smithy came over with a great tackle actually and kicked it out, and he started the break to to was. So it was great that he hadn't tracked back in that sense, but it could have been more costly if the Dale had attacked better. So I think there was just a couple of instances of just could have been better by everyone, not just him, by everyone. Mm. And it's a bit more notable with Warrell because he is. Probably our top in our top three best players, yeah. um, but it's also more frustrating 
for Warrell because I feel I feel for him sometimes because he to get the best out of him he needs serve he needs the service into him so he can put the service into the forwards. Yeah, no, that's fair, that's fair. But you talk about that. I remember a time in the second half where Sammy Robinson had only been on the pitch five minutes or so. He's on the ball in front of Lawn Street, loses it, and has a gentle jog back to the point where I think he was probably second, third, furthest back at the point, and about eight players got back before he did. And yeah. that disappointed me with Sammy because I've never seen that of him before. Normally he works his arse off. No, and, and that, I, th- I think I think it's I think it's a fair thing to label it more than more than one. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I know just, we're not talking about Sammy there. It just seemed fair to bring it up at that point. No, I agree. I, th- um, I, I think we have to be fair when we're criticising something. Um, if we see multiple players do it. Yeah. No, I'm with you, Steve. You've done Wazza, haven't you? You've said your part. Yeah, no, I was just yeah. like pointing. It was me for mouth. That was yeah. Cool. <laughs> your next. Well, no, next is next to Waddle because it was forward across the middle. Oh Funzo, yeah, okay. Funzo, yeah. Funzo, you? <sighs> Mixed bag for Funzo. He tried to get on the ball. He he needs other players to be to play well to look a good player. If you get to look a better player than he did, he was he was a, he cut a frustrated figure today. Funzo did. He was a one player who tried to make things happen for me, but he didn't achieve it. Um, he didn't let anyone down. Um, nothing he did. Stop. We tried to cut the runs down the wing, which near us, which aren't his forte. The ball dribbled out. I think it was just a frustrating afternoon for Funzo, basically. You know, those again, he was one of those who wasn't one of the worst defenders, but. You can't think of one thing in the game where I think, oh, that's quite a bit of play by Funzo. And normally you can think of two or three things he does really well, mm. but not today. Yeah, Johnny? I can think of something he did well. Uh, every minute he was on the pitch, because as soon as he went off, our midfield crumbled. Yeah, that's that's a very fair, that's a very, very fair point. But I would put that down to the number of changes we made. But yeah, I, I take your point, that's fair. Yeah, I, let's say, I, I, say, I think our, our midfield crumbled very quickly as soon as he went off. I think he's he's a glue he's a glue that holds it together. It wasn't it wasn't a great like you said it wasn't a great performance for a standout moment. You know he he gave away that foul for being kicked after having a shot. So obviously that's poor by Funzo. Um, you know not controlling not controlling the lad sliding in. He, sh- he should have more control over them. Um, but yeah, it was just a, a frustrating day at the office for him. I thought he was the second best player on the pitch for me, um, and it was noticeable when he went off. But by saying he was the second best player on the pitch, it's it, it's also he was bang average. So whilst it's a compliment, it's it doesn't say much for the rest of them. So six for Funzo. I don't, yeah. There's, there's not much more to say, is the like you say, Steve. Yeah, I'm with you both on that. With you yeah. both, six for Funzo. And to be fair, the same reason that you said, you know, Funzo's probably the midfield claps when he went off. I thought the defence clap when Jonesy went off. So I'd probably give the same credit to Jonesy as you have to Funzo. So, but yeah, I thought Funzo was okay. Go on. Yeah, I was just about to say that the, the difference, the, the difference, I think, with the, the Jones and Funzo sub. Is with Funzo, we we didn't 
we did we didn't completely move around the midfield when he went off. Whereas with Jones, we did. And I think like we Smith went from right to thingy, so uh, to to the centre, so that Forrester could come on. And I think that that's something that's massive at the minute for me. It's winding me up that players are playing in four or five different positions in one game. Ben Garrity that will come on to next. He was. He, I felt really sorry for Ben today. Well, let's carry on. We are coming on to Ben next and you're first, so carry on. Yeah, I thought he started... Him and, him, him and Funzo have developed a decent partnership in that centre. I thought today Ben was everything you expect from Ben in the first 60 minutes. He was industrious. He he, he ran. He, he's pouring himself about. He, he was doing what you asked from Ben Garrity. And then Clark, he made the change and he went into the, 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 the sort of behind the strikers... And he was getting himself in the box like he was last season. He was he got himself on the end of the the Donnelly cross, like you said. It was poor header, um, but he got himself in there, which was the first first time pretty much anyone had bust a gut from midfield to get in. Um, he then again got moved, and I just I felt really sorry for for, for him for that reason. Like you can't you can't develop any momentum in a game. If you start in one place, get him moved to another, then move to another, and different players are then being slotted in around you for for whatever reason. So I think he was a victim of that. I thought, still think he was my man of the match, um, but he only got a six um, just because of the fact that it was hard and it wasn't pretty. Um, and yeah, it's just. Yeah, frustrating, frustrating for Ben more than about Ben. Mm. Yeah, that's fair, Steve. You've silenced yourself somehow, Steve. I'm sorry. My Ben Garrity was my man of the match in a sea of shitness, as I like to say sometimes. He was a bit above it. What I like about Ben more than anything, he never ever hides. He'll always want the ball. Some of his stuff didn't come off today. But he won his tackles, his headers. And he wasn't great because he wasn't, because nobody was. But he could come off that pitch knowing that he gave everything and he didn't. Some players, when the game gets tough, we could all think of players who've played for Vale, past ones, maybe the other current one, you have a habit of hiding. Ben Garrity never hides. And where he plays, again, I agree with you, Johnny. We love asking him about, don't we? But he just gets on with it. I think him and Funzo, Funzo made a good pair, perhaps not today, but in the past. Then we push him forward. He got a couple of headers he maybe could have done a bit better with, to be fair, on another day. Well, then might have gone in. But Garrity was my man of the match because he's brave. And I don't mean brave in the sense of going flying into tackles, which he does as well, but brave in everything else he did. He did. Yeah, I don't disagree with either of you on that with Garrity and the one I was on about earlier where Robinson gave the ball away after four minutes being on the pitch and gently jogged back. Garrity was the one that made up the most ground of anyone because at that point he was playing behind the front two and he busted yeah. his guts and he was the one, I don't think he was the one that actually made the tackle in the end, but he was in and around it by the time it went in. And like you say, that's the minimum you expect from Ben, but he never drops below it. And yeah, I'm with you both. I thought Garrity, as you said, Stephen, a sea of shit probably was a floaty. <laughs> Oh, there we go. And Steve, you get first dibs on this one. Left of the midfield, the invisible... No, Mal Benning. 
Mal Benning's performance today was disgraceful. Um, in the first 10 minutes when we were playing all right, he got a lot of the ball. He got himself into good positions, but his quality was absolutely awful. There was one when he's on the edge of the penalty, he goes in, their lad gives him a talk, gives him a little, gives him a, yeah. gives him a little, gives him a little, gives him a little push, as I should have said. And, and he stays on his feet. He's got to go down there because he's only wanging the ball over the bar or scuffing his shot. He was getting the, the player who got in the most offensive positions for us and didn't create a single thing. He just, I don't know. When we said about Smithy having a bad game, he drops down to two, you know, he drops down perhaps one of Johnny's marks from a six or a seven to a five or a four at worst. Mal Benning sometimes puts in some stinking performances and all of a sudden he used to get dropped by Clarkey for not playing too badly. Now he continually gets picked no matter how he plays. And that is a cause of our recruitment. Now we've all defended our recruitment on here, but we have now got one left wing back at this club and he isn't playing very well. And that is an issue. Yeah. John, we starts out on Tuesday if I'm manager, but I'm not. Johnny, Mal Benny. I think you, you've got to take take some positives out of his performance. He got himself in two or three really good positions. The one, the, the one early doors where he spanked it over, you, I'm not going to criticise him for that. The whole paddock was shouting, shoot at him. You can't then bollock him for shooting. Um, it's just, it's hypocritical, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, so I wouldn't, I'm not, I'm not going to moan at him for that. The one, I am. I am. Why? And I was shouting shoot because it was a fucking atrocious effort. If he just missed the target, fair enough. I thought he was trying to knock the scoreboard down, say he was doing it at the end of next season, end of this season even. Yeah, I, I get what you. I get what you're saying about it, but you can't you can't ask for both. Like you, you can't ask him to shoot and then moan that he's shot and it hasn't gone in. Like, I'm not saying go in. I'm just saying get somewhere in the vicinity of the target. Yeah. I, I, Maybe maybe if it's maybe if it's the other side and it's Warrell, then yeah, I'd agree. Or if it's Butterworth or Politic, yeah, maybe it's because it's Benning. I don't know. I just think I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bollock him for that. I'm not going to be hypocritical because I'm going to say exactly the same when we get to Dan Butterworth, where he hit the scoreboard as well. So yeah, I'm not being yeah. hypocritical. I expect any footballer that gets paid to play football, if you're shooting from that sort of area, I know you're not going at the target every time. I get that 100% I'm with you. But when you're missing the target by that much and you're paid to do it, it's a fucking disgrace. See, I, I, I haven't got a problem with that one. I've got a problem with the other two. And that's the thing. I think like that, that first one, it, we've asked him for it. It, it is it, it. And, it's you know what it's 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 miles off, but hey ho. What I've got of the the other one, where which I've got an issue with, is the obvious one. Do you know what I mean? That the the one where we've played some wonderful football on the edge of the area, and the highlight of the game for us, and he goes in one on one with the keeper, and decides to then not even hit the keeper at minimum. You've you. For me, the minimum there is you you get a corner, and that's bare minimum. But he manages to miss it, and then the other one where he kind of chests it, it doesn't come down, 
and he, he puts his foot over it, whereas he needs to be probably taking another touch there and not shooting. So I just think that there was too many too many instances for Benning today, which offensively were poor. Defensively, I, th- I, thought, I thought he hung Donnelly out to dry a couple of times by going on and not not storming his way backwards. Like we see, Benning usually has got a good engine on him. He usually gets back, doesn't he? Um, but when he's bad, he's bad, and it was just one of them days. And it was a it, it was a four out of ten performance for him for me. And I know Steve and Bez, you probably think worse, but I do. For me, it was it it, it was it it wasn't it, it wasn't a disaster, but it wasn't it wasn't anywhere near the level that we we should expect. Yeah, for him, not at the target with any of them three efforts is a disaster for me. Yeah. I fancy smudging in them areas, and I don't fancy smudging in front of goal. I think that's it, a bit far. That one where he's one on one with the keeper, I fancy smudging put that away. I fancy yeah, you put that away. Yeah, but that's because I, I, I toe punt it. That's why. Yeah, well, I'm pretty pro- through that. A professional footballer who is an offensive professional footballer, you know, he does play attacking football, has got to hit the target. Got yeah, to. Minimum, he's got to hit the target. Yeah, he has. And I'd probably forgive him for the first one if the second or third are at least worth the keeper. But to have them three shots and not one of them has worked the goalie is an absolute disgrace for a professional footballer it's no. my view and I think you've been very generous at a four I think I'd be as low as a two for Benning today probably not quite Walsall Benning but not far off <laughs> no he wasn't Walsall the way Benning but he was he was edgy he was close to Walsall the way than he was to um, play a final Mel Benning that's for certain yeah yeah and is it because he hasn't got competition I don't know but We'll see, won't we? Um, let's move on. So we go to the front three, and on the right of the front three, it's you first, Johnny. So I'll start it with absolute fucking disgrace to at the top of the stand with a shot. Dan Butterworth. Yeah, that's from inside the penalty area as well. Yeah. You, you, I, I think we've got to give him some credit for that. That, yeah, some, I, I, I think it's quite a difficult thing to achieve. That was to be fair. Yeah, to you, yeah. I think that's some some technique managing out that eye from from there. Yeah, um, and I love Butterworth. I really do. I think he's a great player. But I can't say what I've just said about Mal Benning and then say Dan Butterworth had a good game because he's done exactly the same. Yeah, no, of course, you can. And, um I've been bolted today for sponsoring another player and ruining them. So yeah, so have I. That's all right then. So at least we're, at least we're both getting the same criticism. Um, so thanks, Nate. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame because it was Nate that did it to me as well. To be fair, it's a shame because <laughs> I do think he is one that does suffer because of our pitch. Because there's times where I see him trying controls and he's bouncing all over the place, and he is someone that can play football. He's also someone that can play on this pitch, though. That's the thing. Yeah, he's one of the only ones that you see quite regularly run with the ball and sort the bobble out. So, yeah, it is. It was a bit of a bad game for Dan. He he didn't really get into it, and I think that's that's the that's the big thing. He didn't get into it. He's not a defensive player. In, in in the slightest, so he's he thrives in that final third, and he just 
didn't get into it. I think he's much better linking up with Warrell than he is on the other side. But yeah, it, it just it, it was bad day, bad day, and it's for me a four for him as well. Yeah, Steve. Did Butterworth play today? Um, <laughs> I thought he was poor. I thought he hid, which is the first time I've ever said that. And, I, and the, a Blackburn fan, who I don't know, but I spoke to, said, you'll find with Butterworth, he will flatter to deceive eventually. And he won't be good enough to end up in any position. And I wonder whether we are seeing that. I'll caveat that by saying that not having a, a proper centre forward who would hold it up, who he could play off, made him and politics, you can call and paste this for politics actually, um, made his life very difficult. You've got no focal point. Butterworth needs somebody to hold the ball up, who can lay it back to him, who, who he can bounce it off, you know, lumping it up to, I'm sort of reverse ferreting here, because lumping it up over Butterworth's head is doing nobody any favours. And he is one player who does handle the pitch better, but he didn't. He didn't today. He was anonymous for me, absolutely anonymous. Yeah, with you both on that, and I do rate Butterworth. I really like him, but with you both on today, and there was one where first off the ball gets played off to Garrity, and it was a bit of an O plus ball from Garrity. If I'm totally honest, it was up in the air and over the fullback and just kind of down towards the corner flag. And yes, the defender's got his body in the way, but Butterworth just jogs next to him and doesn't even make an attempt to keep the ball. In. Oh, and yeah, that really that. disappointed me. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That wound me up. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm not all blaming Butterworth that because I thought the ball from Garrity was a bit of a hit and out ball. Yeah, it was. But if but, if he if he if he goes and follows that run and puts pressure on the defender, he might see it out or he might shit himself and hook it for a corner throw in. Yeah. Who hook it in a shit position and we score from it. And it's yeah. all ifs, buts and maybes, but yeah. I'm 100% with you there, Bez. I think that was poor. Yeah, just do yeah. something. Yeah, in, um, in in a game when you need something, in a game when you... In a team that's struggling a bit, and in a game when you're struggling a bit, some players roll the sleeves up, Ben Garrity, digging and trying to fight through, and some people disappear. And that was Dan, that was Dan Butterworth today. Now, it might be just a one-off, or it might be that... He hasn't played a lot of football. He hasn't neither's get well, Garrett's played more. He hasn't got a lot of experience in this this type of game and our pitch is shit. But when the game got tough, Dan got going. Yeah. And That's he's also, and, and you've got a caveat, I think. He's also not a winger. Yeah, like yeah, there's there's two or three things that made me think I've been a bit harsh on him, but I'm just trying to find the right balance between he disappeared, he hid, and he didn't do the things you two just talked about. But then there's the other side of it where we made it hard for him. Yeah, with you both. With you both on that. And then coming to you, you Steve. No, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, you, Steve. Uh, Massey in the middle. Um, I thought Massey was the best of the three. Well, that is not saying anything. You know, don't... Uh, if Gavin's if Gavin, Gavin's mum is listening to this, you don't need to send me a Christmas present. Um, I thought because he's more experienced... He did a bit better than the other two. And he did look threatening a couple of times going down the right hand side. Um he got he got his man a bit more today. But again, he suffered from the fact that he was having the ball lumped up to him. He's not a target man, he's not even a centre forward. So 
he was the best of the front three, but he wasn't good. And when you're not having a shot on target throughout the whole game and you've got three players, three offensive players playing up top, they have to carry a lot of responsibility for that. So you can't give, give him anything a decent more, but he was the best of the front three for me. Yeah, with you, he was the best of the front three, but that's like being the nicest guy in prison. Johnny? Yeah, I think I think Massey looked better when Potter to come on and he, he kind of moved out wide, Steve, because that's when you were yeah. talking about them, them couple of runs that he made that were brilliant. They were brilliant runs, actually. He showed a right turn of pace, but unfortunately the delivery wasn't great or and well and or the personnel in the box weren't either. Um but yeah he he showed effort and desire for twenty five minutes and then he went back to Gavin Massey and was a bit frustrating and a bit lazy and then he showed effort and desire. He's so up and down it's untrue. Um so yeah I, yeah it, it, it's a five just and I think it's because the other two were so poor around him. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think at first 10, 15 minutes where we were on top, he did try to stretch the defenders and he got in behind a couple of times and as you say, just the final ball or the final bit just wasn't there. But he did try and he did look threatening at times, but saying that, how threatening can you look when your side doesn't have a shot on target all game? Oh, there you go. Johnny, last but by no means least, the Romanian machine, Dennis Politic. Yeah. Yeah. The machine might have malfunctioned then. Um, I suppose we we did the Gareth Ainsworth night last night. We were having a look at the stats and stuff of the pod. So maybe the four people listening in Romania should turn off now. Um because we don't, I don't mean to offend, but he was fucking awful. Like, he was awful. And, and that's all I'm going to say. Fair enough. Give him a mark, then. A, a, a two for Dennis. I, I, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Steve? You say the Romanian machine. We might as well. We might as well have had Florence and the machine up front today. Um, he he hides. He hides. Well, like I said about um, Butterworth, when the game gets tough, he's not. You wouldn't want to be in the trenches with him. I don't think. You know, and uh, I'm struggling to think of anything positive he did. I will just add the same thing that I said about um, Butterworth. They do. They are better when, when they've got somebody to play off. But, you know, politics meant to be this player who can change a game, who can do something, create something out of nothing. He's created the square root of fuck all today. And he hasn't done a lot all season for me. But I don't and want to count Dracula coming over, so I'm just leaving it at that. Yeah, and for those that aren't mathematicians that listen in the square root of fuck all is fuck all. Subs, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, let's get to a positive then. Bright spell when Jamie Proctor come on for 10 minutes and actually gave us a focal point and a striker up there. Yeah, I think I think as when, when they came on, the first thing that happened was that Conlon picked the ball up on the edge of the penalty area and actually put in a really decent ball in into the mix. So I, I thought, you know what, it's it, 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 it's kind of understandable that that that's that's nice to see. But yeah, it's just 
like one of the subs may as well have sat next to me. Like, and fully guess which one. Yeah, yeah uh, but it's frustrating. These game changers are uh, changing it for the worse at the minute. And even Proctor, he just isn't sharp, is he? And, and I know that's what happens when you've been out for six months, but it, you, you just need, you need, you need something. You need, we need something happen sharpish. Yeah. Steve, I, I assume the substitute you talked about is the uh, was Meepo. Some so, some wit in laws said to be fair, Meepo changed the game by not actually touching the ball because he scored a couple of goals when he came on. Yeah. I don't uh, think he touched the ball until added time. I don't think he did. That was going to be my next question. Did he actually touch the ball? He did and, and added time. Yeah, and I've got a massive gripe with the fourth official. Why do we have to have four minutes of added time? In a game like that, it's quit one minute, the game's dead, we can all go home then. But the substitutes propped to a side who looked, who looked rusty. Um, his touch was as good as he normally is. Um, but he made such a massive difference. And if we can get Proc to fit, if we do manage him right, I think our season, how it pans out, really depends on when we get when and if and who our strike force are fit. Because I, I think you can the game was summed up by our lack of a front three more than anything. And the subs he bought on, Meepo, Proc, you know. It was yeah, it was dire. The subs been okay. Proctor was decent, the best of them, but and he gave us more structure, but it was too little too late by then, really. He gave us a focal point. There was a couple yeah. of times where he pinned his defender out the ball up and let people yeah. get around him. And that's what you want from Proctor. And he's got to start for me on Tuesday. Even if it's you're playing 45 minutes, you're coming off at half time, no matter what the scenario, but go and give me 45 minutes and get us 1 0 up by half time or get us something. Start that game. That's for me. And yeah, me, Poe, may as well not have bothered. Really may as well not have bothered. Will Forrester, I love him. But again, probably may as well not have bothered. I think yeah. it's harder for, for for someone in the back three to come on with five, ten minutes to go. Because as soon as someone runs out, they're not up to speed of the game. I think it's easier for a forward or a midfield to make a positive impression. I'm not sure what you get out of chucking Forrester on for ten minutes, to be honest. Unless it's an unless it's an injury thing. Yeah, and I think possibly it was, but let's see. And that the match Review was brought to you by Johnny's Bar, so get yourselves down there for a pint. It'll be open before the game on Tuesday, so get yourselves down Barcelona on Tuesday if you are putting yourself through 90 minutes of watching that again. Go and have a pint first to make it a little bit more tolerable. Yeah, and I think I think I want to I want to share the I want to share the story that um, our other sponsor told us last night um, about Cheltenham away. So. Carpetman, Carpetman's dad was sat in sat in the the carpetmobile, um, and yeah. he, was, he was just sat there. Wait, wait, forgot about this. Waiting, yeah, <laughs> waiting to get out and about, wasn't he? And apparently, some some burly youth come come storming over, and Carpetman's dad was fearing for his life. Knocked on the window, he pops the door open, he goes, "Fez has sent me." And walks <laughs> Whoever you are, well played. Carpet Man's dad really, really appreciated it once he knew he wasn't going to get murdered. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think we let, let's end let's end the let's end the review on that positive note. Yeah. Um, and if you do need a carpet, 
give, give Tom, a, Tom a call. Not this weekend. He's definitely going to be in the pub. He's probably 10 Jaegers deep by now. And I wouldn't be having a carpet off him this at yeah. this point. Also, but, yeah, sorry, because I just interrupted you, Johnny. But also now with Amos, he is now working full days, especially Friday afternoons. So if you need your carpet fitted at five o'clock on a Friday afternoon, he is your man and you and he'll probably knock you a bit more off because he's he's enjoying it so much. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's high high amount of bears of discounts as well. So yeah. give him a call, say bears are sent you. You'll get your um you, you'll get your square root of fuck all discount. Yeah. See, that seems to be the one that, that's going round. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the preview. The preview, Accrington Stanley. Yeah, who were they? Exactly. Oh, I can't believe we did that. Me and you aren't even old enough to remember the advert, but Steve is. Oh, there, was, there was a bit, I'll just go back to, there's a bit last night where, because we all went to the Ainsworth night. Yeah, and about saying, night. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. And I, they were talking about a player, and I forget which one it was. And I said, turn to Johnny, said, do you remember him, Johnny? And he just looked, Johnny just looked at me. I wasn't even born, mate. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> you know? but that, yeah, was, no, um, that was Andy Jones, that was. He said he signed yeah. in 1987, 1987 yeah. I think he said. And you went, do you remember him? I was like, I wasn't even born, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't remember him either, so let's get that right. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, to be fair. Obviously, I've heard about him because Vale fans talk yeah. very, very highly of him. So I have heard of him, but no, before my time as well. My dad remembers him well. My dad was chuffed seeing back at the Vale. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think a lot, a lot of people were last night, weren't they? I think that was it was a, another another solid night by the supporters club, and Ainsworth seems like a, a a proper bloke. And we have got the joy of interviewing him in the summer. Yes, he's promised so. us he'll come on, and he was a lovely, lovely bloke. Great story. You can tell her his love for Vale, can't he? he loves the place absolutely, and you could see that at full time today. You know, he didn't go over to the Wickham fans; he come to the Vale fans first to say thank you, probably because he thought there was a fire drill how quick we were leaving. And I'm not blaming the Vale fans for that on today's performance, by the way. I'm not no. blaming the Vale. So, yeah, he, you could tell his love for the club, couldn't you? Know, another great night by the supporters club. Another load of money raised for the Rudgy statue. And for those that haven't seen John Rudgy's autobiography, will be out October time with funds going towards the statue. So get saving your pennies. Forget the Rudgy autobiography in October. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, sorry, I was just seeing something. Uh, I, I, I was just shocked. Someone's actually said, putting it out there, Dan Jones was class today. I like him man of the match. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he just shocked. <laughs> yeah, it, it, just, it, just, it just shocked me, to be fair, because, like, most people slag him off all the time so yeah no, and to be fair after you two spoke about Gareth the more I thought about it I probably would agree I think Ben probably did deserve man of the match but I do think Jonesy was the best of the back three and did make a couple of real crucial interventions and tackles yeah but yeah I, let's, let's move on to Accrington anyway I'm, I'm, we're flogging dead horses and I'm, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want to talk about the past anymore that's no. We've been there, we've done that. It's now it's now Accrington time. Um big, big game for me, this. Yeah, I, th- I think you, what you said earlier, Bez, in terms of 
if if we don't win this one, you're a bit worried. I'm with you. I'm worried about the form then and the confidence and a lot of the other bits. I'm worried about being dragged into a relegation battle. Not overly at the minute, but the, a win's got to come from somewhere soon or else it, it's, yeah, it's going to get very tight very quickly. The form these are in, and looking at the result today and the injuries and red cards today for these and that, this is where we've got to win. Because if we don't win this, I think these will go eight points behind us. Yeah. Which means you're a couple of defeats away and a couple of the teams down there get some wins. And there is teams who always have strengthened better than we have for me. They've had yeah. the money too. You know, Fleetwood. I don't know if they're still below us, to be fair, Fleetwood. But, you yeah, know, they... Fleetwood. Fleetwood lost to Burton today, so... Right, I suppose, yeah. But even Burton, you know, Charlie Kirk come in and they brought the lad back up front who I really rated before he went up switch. I think yeah. they've strengthened. I think they're a side below us that have strengthened. So... This is the game. The form Accrington and I haven't looked at the form, but I just keep seeing them losing. The form they're in, this is the game we've got to go and win and turn it round. Because if we don't, then I'm worried about the form and where the next win comes from. And you lose another two or three and you are dragged in. Yeah. But I think we've got enough to stay up. I don't think we're going down. I hope we don't get dragged in, but I think once the strike's about, that will be critical for us. Yeah, I'd agree. If we lose on um, Tuesday... That will be a very, very, that will be the worst result of the season, no matter how we lose. And for the first time, I will be ner- just n- sort of nervously glancing over my shoulder. But we've got a lot of daylight between us and the rest of the team. Accrington, with everything which is going on there, should be there for the taking. And if we could, if we just had Ellis Harrison come back in, well, I don't know whether he will or he won't, probably won't, or someone like that, you'd be a lot happier. But it's a game, if we, we win that, and all of a sudden, the world's a better place. But the games are coming thick and fast now. Tuesday, Saturday, you win both of them. All of a sudden, you're picking up six points. We We're going to win the league if we win both of them. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I'll be cancelling my holiday to Benny Door for the playoff final. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I think Clarkie said in his post-match today, Willow's back running in a straight line. Um, Harrison can now get a boot on because he couldn't get a boot on because his foot was that swollen from something that happened at Forest Green. So he's now got a boot on. And Matt Taylor, as he said, they knew we wouldn't play today and they knew we won't play Tuesday, but he should be back for Saturday. So Matt Taylor should be playing Saturday. When are we Saturday? Shrewsbury away. I've got the ticket as well. I just couldn't remember where we are. Yeah, we're away at Shrewsbury. So he said Matty Taylor should be Tuesday. But also, while we're on that, Alice Addison hasn't been training. Willow hasn't been training. So they haven't had a punch up on the training pitch if none of them have been on it. So let's get rid of that rumour. Well, maybe they've had a punch up in the physio room over who's been using the cryo chamber too much. Maybe so, but the rumour was they had a punch-up on the training pitch. Now they've been on the training pitch to have a punch-up. And I'll be honest, that's the third time I've heard this rumour this season. There's no way they've had three punch-ups this season on the training pitch. They aren't on it enough to have three punch-ups. <laughs> like Rocky and Apollo Creed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in all fairness, if they've had, we were on about this when the rumours come in. And I said, if they've had one punch-up, fair play. It shows a bit of passion, a bit of fight. And if they've had three, there's serious issues there. And I don't believe they have. I don't believe the rumours for one minute. But again, history's littered. Sheringham and Cole hated each other. Decent partnership. It, you know, it's been out there. So if there was good as them pair, we'd be all right. But like, I, I think it was, I think it would be a very good fight with one who can't put his shoes on and one who can't move from side to side. It'd be a bit of a, <laughs> bit, a bit of comedy fight. 
it, it will be quite interesting, wouldn't it? But yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think obviously from from Accrington to today, they they've lost again. Um, they've lost three 0 to Lincoln. They had centre half go off injured in the first half. They had his sub replacement get sent off in the second half, and then they had another lad stretch it off late on after they'd. Um, after they'd made all their subs, so who was stretching off? Do you know, um, you, you need. To, you, Andy's told us this information. I don't think he yeah. told us who though. No, hang on. Give me a moment. Because I know that obviously the centre half got taken off. Then the one that come on oh. got sent off. Stanley's T H A R M E. Is that Tharm or Tom? Oh right, so now falling an aerial. Yeah. And Andy's spelling and grammar is Bob on, so that will be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's the one that got booked in the first half as well. Douglas Thorne. He was at Southport last year. So, well, yeah. He's, so, you, do you know what? It's a good time play him, isn't it? But yeah. Mitch um, Clark still nowhere near by the Lukovics. I know we've got an injury. He isn't making the bench again yet. No, they've got three points from the last five. They scored three, conceded twelve. We've got four from his last five now. Scored four, conceded eight. So, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? It'd be nice to beat John Coleman again, though, wouldn't it? You know, it would. I mean, they have got. You look at their starting eleven from today. Sean Wally, I always liked him when he was at Shrewsbury. Also, he was a decent player, good footballer. Um, Sean McConville must be getting on a bit now. Yeah, it's 33. Yeah, I always thought he was a decent player. Yeah, Sean Wally's 35, mate, though. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I knew he'd been at Shrewsbury for years and years and good play. But looking at their lineup from today, they're probably the only two that really stand out to me. Adam Presley, I've heard him mentioned once or twice, but I can't what really is- say much more than that. 21 year old looks like he was at he's at Brentford, so maybe on loan there. Yeah, this oh, and they've got Rick's son at the back, although he was taken off injured today. I knew you were going to go down that route, Ryan Ashley. Ryan Ashley for anyone that wants to know. Yeah, Nick Rick's, I've gone. Yeah, you've gone, but you've it looks gone. like it looks like he did give up after 43 minutes. Yeah, that was that was that was him done once. Yeah, he was he was definitely letting you down. Yeah, and he definitely wasn't running round when he went off injured. No. And, and you can say he, he he deserted them. <laughs> oh my god! There we go. We'll end it there because we're getting yeah. better than that. <laughs> Are you still alive with this? Are you still there, Steve? Yeah, I'll come back with that. Johnny's joining in with the jad jokes. I know. We, 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 might be struggling, we might be struggling on the pitch, but off the pitch, this podcast is hitting new heights. We're getting better and better. Yeah. I had a Wayne in the paddock come up to me today and went, Baz, yes, yeah, just woken. <laughs> oh. you yeah, we did try and get d- 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 Jamie Proctor going in the Lord yeah. Street. He did get going in the paddock. Oh, yeah. You're not going to get it's a bit too complicated for us in the Lord Street. Yeah. Which, we, you know, we, I, we, we, like, I'm, one thing about me is, like, you know, 
I walk out of the game today and I'm already, daft as it sounds, looking forward to Tuesday in a sort of perverse way because it's it's what we do. We go football, isn't it? So keep the faith. Business and, you know, get behind them as well. I thought the fans were okay today. We didn't have a lot to shout, but I don't think anyone will be criticising criticizing people for leaving early today. No. I mean, I, I don't ever leave early, not because I'm some sort of like... Um, some sort of hero, but today by the time I got to my car, I just drove drove home, quickest ever return, everyone else had gone. But I just think we need to yeah, it was a really bad day today. Everyone was pretty much everyone was shit, but it's one game. We're still in a decent position. And if just a bit of positivity could come out of the club and not that everyone's losing the jobs and the club's skin and all that sort of stuff, then I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah and I'm with you then. You know, I don't go a music concert and leave early. I paid to watch a full concert. That's how I feel about football generally. I think in my life I've probably left early twice. One was I think Canby Island, which we all remember that. And if you don't, yeah. that's for the best. Yeah, uh, I, I, I do games early rather than the own ones. Yeah, I do fully get why people would have left early today with that yeah. performance to do. Okay. Uh, Tuesday's attendance will probably reflect that because you'll have 12 men and his dog come from Accrington Stanley. 12? Well, are, are they all bringing a parent? Yeah, yeah, they are. And then I reckon attendance might be down to about five and a half Tuesday. No, I think it. I think it'll be. I think it'd be around five. personally. Yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah, it's going to be a. It's going to be a low attendance Tuesday and. Yeah. It's not been out, not been out by today, so you can't you can't blame people. No, you can't. Uh, if you spent twenty four quid on a walk up today, if that's what it is, I think, is it twenty three, twenty four, whatever it is? Yeah, pretty much. You're not going to spend that again on Tuesday. No, no, definitely not. So let's get on to Tuesday in a bit more depth then. So starting eleven, Bez. Let's talk what you would do here. Let's not talk what we think Clark will do because none of us know. Yeah, what right. Stevens keeps his place, so I am putting Jack back in him. I think he's done enough over the last three, four games to keep his place after one pool game, I think. Um, back three, I'm going Forrester on the right. He needs a start, and he needs a regular game time, and I'm assuming Cassie's not back, because if he hasn't been fit today, I'm assuming he's not back Tuesday. So I'm going Forrester on the right, Smithy in the middle. I'm going Jonesy on the left, back three. I'm going wing back, so not four across the middle. I'm going wing backs. Wing backs, Wazer on the right, Donnelly on the left. Giving him a start at left wing back. Midfield three. Funzo, Conlon, with Garrity pushed a bit further forward. Front two, Jamie Proctor. And I don't think Stevens, Addison, or Willow will be anywhere near. So I'm going Proctor and Butterworth playing off him. But I'd be happy if it was Massey playing off him either or. Fair enough. Steve, any changes to that? Yes. Um, I would have the same three centre-halves, but I would have Worrell at left wing back. And I Warrell. think... Uh, yeah, sorry, left. Yeah, Worrell at left wing back. And I oh. think I'd have Sammy at right wing, because I've got to get Malbeni out of the team. And that's the only way I can think of doing it. Uh, which is, again, I'm not sure um, I want to see Donnelly playing left wing back in a game as big as that. I think I want experience. Um, 
which is going to completely contradict me when I say I want Sammy at right wing back. So just, but I want, I want, um, I don't, I think Benny needs a rest or whatever you might call it. And I'd like to see Sammy given a chance. My midfield three, I would have the same as Bez. And then I'll, but I'd have Gavin Massey up front with Proctor. I don't think Butterworth or Politic deserve to start on Tuesday. Johnny? Yeah, I think I think it's got to be three five two from the off. I think Proctor and Proctor and Proctor and yeah, um, fuck, um, I don't know. That's a problem, isn't it? Going to be a massive, 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 massive dick and go Proctor and Meepo. Just because he's a striker and I'm willing to give him a chance again, one of many. It's I'm just at the stage now where is it better to have a specialist striker in the role who is going to play shit or Gavin Massey that's going to try but ultimately be shit? I don't know. Um, in yeah. that, in that, sorry, in that case then, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my team. I'm gonna re, I'm gonna agree with you because Mipo has has been at his best when he's been playing with somebody like Harris and he could play off Proctor and I'd stick Massey at right at wing back. So I don't have to look a complete dick by saying I want a bit of experience on the left hand side and having a twenty year old kid on the other side. Yeah, that, that that's that's understandable. I ju- I just think now that like you've got to get the best players in their positions. And I think that's the big thing. Do you know what I mean? If Mipo and Proctor are our two best strikers at the minute, because they are the two fit ones, then they've got to play. And and then we, and then we work from there. I think Conlon being back in, in the middle to free Garrity up in that hole would, would probably help, help out a little bit as well. And yeah, it's just I don't know. Apart apart from that, it's there's there's not many changes you can make to the back. Is that I, I get that you're both looking at the change to Mal, for example. But realistically, I, I don't I don't see how that happens. I, I, I've not seen Wars play left wing back. Not I'm not saying he can't, but it's it's one of them in it with him, and then. Connolly, Donnelly, even I'm gonna have to get his name right one day. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, Don Donnelly's gonna be interesting. But I don't know. Let's see. I wouldn't but, be adverse to seeing Gabbity and Ojo as the middle two with Butterworth behind the front two. No, I'll, if, I wouldn't either. If Conlon's not ready to start, I wouldn't be adverse to seeing that. No, I. I, I I think I think that's that, that's fair. Oh, I'd go to this then, Bez. If out of Butterworth or or Ben playing in the forward position of the midfield, who's most likely to get your goal? Butterworth. Do you think? Yeah, I, I dis I disagree, but you know, we just you just wondered that was all. Butterworth can score some pearlers. I think Garrity, you're relying on him getting in, which he can and he will. Yeah, getting yeah. in the box and scoring yeah. from in the box, whereas Butterworth can do that and score from outside the box for me. And to yeah, be right. fair, do I want to break up Ben and Funzo when I think they're creating a good partnership? 
And okay, today wasn't the best, but they certainly weren't the two worst male players on the pitch. Should you let that partnership grow a bit more and leave them together? Yeah, for that. yeah. I, I, that, that, that's the point. I, th- I think Ben and Funzo have got to start in midfield together and, and keep that going. But I don't. I also don't think there's a problem putting Conlon in there and having the three of them. No, I don't. No, so, normally, normally. What this is nice is that we're all we're not saying well it's this eleven and it's got to be this eleven. We are coming up with well you could do this, you could do that. So there's still options there. And as you said earlier, Johnny, these players might have been shit today, but they're obviously not shit that we're talking about. You could do this, you could do that. I would argue that we haven't got any options up front, but oh yeah, 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 you know, the midfield. We've always said that we, we've got players who can come in and go out, and you can have a bit of a discussion. We basically say we're picking Meepo because there's nobody else. Well, I am not sure. Meepo. No, 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 you I'd, are, but me and Johnny are, aren't we? I'd pick me first before Meepo. <laughs> but, you know, right, we're forced. I don't think ideally, after being out for six months, any of us would have gone, no. yeah, fourth game back, we want Jamie Proctor back in the start 11. We'd have said, keep bringing him on. But because of the situation, we're all saying, yeah, Jamie Proctor's got start. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the situation we're in at the minute, isn't it? Um, and let's let's see it. Let's see how it progresses. But avtimings.com, there's your, your race is coming up soon, isn't it? So Next Sunday. a week on Sunday, a week tomorrow, or a week today, yeah. as people listen to this. Wow, that's that, 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 that's crept up, hasn't it? Bloody hell, it's crept up on me, I tell you. Yeah, I didn't think it was that soon. No, no I didn't. And so, I signed up for it. I know, yeah. You should know when these things are. But yeah, week week Sunday then. The Congleton... 10K. Yeah, Congleton 10K. So, time time and score of the first goal. I am going. First goal will be scored by... I won't say Jamie Proctor, but I don't know if it... Clarky will start him, and I don't think Clarky will, so I'm not going there. Ben Garrity, first goal, 14th minute... And we go and get a 3-0 win and the world looks a much better place. Steve, what are you going? Well, I'm going for a perfect hat-trick from Mipo, who justifies mine and Johnny's faith in him. Left foot volley, just outside the box, 20th minute. 28th minute, bullet header. 44th minute, he rounds the keeper and rolls it in and runs over to, to the paddock to celebrate. And then he leaves the pitch after 75 minutes to an ovation, which hasn't been seen since Reggie Cecilia. Seriously, we we scrape a 1-0 win with a scruffy goal from Ben Garrity in about the 80th minute. And I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with that. We just need to get a win now. Johnny? Um, I'm, I'm going Dave Worrell. He's due one. Um, 43rd minute 2-0 win I suppose Waddle and he kind of hinted to it on his post-match is you getting in the position to get one never mind yeah. getting one yeah uh, and I've just had a thought wow I'd, I'd play I'd play was was on the wide of the front three and put Sammy in behind him yeah this if he's going front three, I wouldn't be averse to that at all. Yeah. Well, I think 
I have a feeling he will be going front three because I can't see Proctor starting, but... Agree. That, that's what I'd be doing. Yeah. Um, let's be honest, we all know that when Dave Waddle plays there, I think it was only Kevin De Bruyne who got more assists in Europe than him, wasn't they? Yeah. So... Yeah, it's it. Yeah. So we're all going for a win. We're going for a positive performance. Uh, we're all going for a win today, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That we did. That's and on better you... bingo, starts the season, Adrad is getting a point to home to Wickham. So we've lost a point today on that. So I think that puts us seven ahead of where I'd have us. That tally's uh-huh. coming down. It was double figures. It's now seven. Yeah. Well, it's seven, in it? Yeah, it's still ahead of where I'd have had it at the start of the season. And in all transparency, I'd have had us three points turned to Accrington. So we, yeah. we've got to go and do it now. Big, big game for me. He's got a big feel about it Tuesday. Has. So if you're all 50-50 on do we go down or not, let's get down. Let's get behind the lads from the mini go. First whistle, get behind the lads, because they need a lift as well after the performance we're on. I get that the crowd also need a lift from the players. They need to do something to get the crowd going. But let's get behind them from the first minute and be that 12th man, because Tuesday has got a big feel about it, and I do worry that we're going to get pulled into a scrap if we don't get the win on Tuesday, or certainly don't get something on Tuesday. So let's turn this own form around, which is three defeats in the last three or so. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, support the boys, back the boys on Tuesday. Who knows, they might even have enough pies for you to get one. We'd better do. Come straight from work. Yeah. So, but yeah, support them. It's, it's, it's a, let, let, I'm going to end it on a positive. It's, if you would have told me in Feb we'd be, we'd be in this position, you would have been dead happy. So, remember that when, when, that when we lose the next game and the breakdown happens, that we're in a very good position. We should be happy. We shouldn't be happy with the performances in the last couple of weeks. I'm not saying be happy with them, but be happy with the, the bigger picture. So on that note, it's bright, it's nice. Let's let's all enjoy your Sundays. Let's not get let let's not the lows get too low and like Bez says, get yourself in Johnny's on Tuesday. Have an ale and up the veil. Are you the creative type? And you already know lots of cool things Photoshop can do. Like create eye-popping images for social. And gorgeous graphics for t-shirts and posters. But did you also know it can instantly turn a grey sky into a fiery sunset? Change black and white to colour in a click. Or make anything in your photo magically disappear? Maybe you're wondering, can anyone use Photoshop to take images from ordinary to amazing? Nope, everyone can. Visit Photoshop.com and get started for free. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking at who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight. And enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, automate delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.